This is Carson Edwards from the Boston Celtics, and you're listening to the Boiler Breakdown Podcast, hosted by Tanner Lee, Evan Webb, and Andrew Eiler. Looks, has time to throw. There's an out deep. Way downfield. Grab by now. He's going to score. He's going to score. Touchdown, Purdue. Seth Morales. Seth Morales. There are no flags. The Boilermakers have taken the lead on a 64-yard strike. Unbelievable. And they're showing blitz again. They back out of the blitz. Toss it downfield. Caught by Stubblefield. Goodbye. Tanner Stubblefield beat Dwight Ellick and waltzes into the end zone. It covers 97 yards. Moore in motion. They get it to him. Moore in space. A burst of speed. A first down for Purdue. He's still going. Moore cuts back. Touchdown. It is intercepted. Bailey the other way. Marcus Bailey. Welcome everyone to the Boiler Breakdown podcast. Tonight you just uh, fortunately just have me, Evan Webb, as your host as uh, Tanner and Andrew are had some prior engagements tonight and weren't able to make it, but uh, that's all right because it's not about me or even really about our podcast tonight as we've got a very special guest as we're getting ready to you know, start a new season of the Boiler Breakdown podcast and a new season of you know, Purdue Athletics. Uh, you know, we have an awesome new sponsor that we, we thought would be a cool idea to you know, have them hop on, uh, do a quick little interview with them so you guys get a chance to know them if you're not familiar with them already. Um, and there's some Purdue ties here as well. So I wanted to you know, introduce Alex, who's the owner of the shop uh, here in Indianapolis. And so, Alex, thank you for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. Awesome. So I kind of mentioned there in the intro, Alex, you are in fact a Purdue grad. Um, uh, yes, I am. Yeah. Um, December 05, uh, building construction management. Awesome. My degree. Um, and uh, took a little longer uh, than four years to graduate. I had a lot of fun at Purdue. So yeah. I was around uh, freshman year was 99. Okay. It's changed quite a bit. Uh, the landscape yeah. of college physically and, and just, you know, everything, you know, at Purdue, uh, in general, it's changed quite a bit. Uh, we were up there a couple of weeks ago just mm-hmm. to go get some triple X and maybe to see how much construction's gone on, uh, how, how the university's expanded, mm-hmm. uh, and just how it continues to grow. Right. Yeah. Uh, Tanner and I talked. Tanner's a spring 2015. I was a December 2015. We both took a half a victory lap and took four and a half years to, to graduate. And and just we haven't been, feel like we haven't been gone that long. And even now, when I go back to campus, it's it's crazy how much has changed just in the short you know, time that I've, that I've been gone. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Um, my freshman year, I don't remember construction at all. Um, you know, they demoed the bars across from, um, uh, university bookstore, mm-hmm. uh, TA Tom's one of the original breakfast club spots. They demoed them to build Rawls hall. Um, okay. and that, I think that was Beering's last year's president. Okay. Now Beering is uh, the road that goes up by the stadium. Yep. And Martin Jiski came in and he was, he's pretty much a visionary in terms mm-hmm. of, you know, we're going to make Purdue this, not, not that it wasn't a great university, but just, you know, take it to the next level in terms of research mm-hmm. and getting people to come in and getting public, or, you know, partnerships with corporate corporations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what you see now over on the, oh, what's that? The West side of campus over where all the research uh, right. center is that used yeah. to be those married student housing those mm-hmm. two-story um i think they might have been world war ii era okay uh, maybe they weren't that old but uh you know where um armstrong is armstrong hall that was all like single story world war ii era 
uh, barracks that they huh. used for like the arts classes and things like that. Uh, they're so old when they tore those down, they had to remove asbestos. Um, <laughs> so just to see how it's how it's changed as the facilities are. Uh, right. It's nice to see, especially with athletics um, and academics. This it, it makes it a world class university. They continue to grow because you look at other colleges, mm-hmm. what they're doing, and you've got to attract. Um, you got to attract students who want to do research. You got to mm-hmm. attract professors who want to do research. Uh, so it's it's pretty cool, uh, and it's great to be an in-state university. Absolutely. I got four boys, and I'd love them to go to an in-state college and have that go. be Purdue because um, it's not cheap. It's a lot no, more expensive not. than it was in '99. Right, and the cool thing is that you know President Daniels has done a great job of holding tuition for about a decade, and hopefully that that continues. I'm not sure how long they can hold that, but you know, yeah, I'm a Mitch Daniels fan for more reasons than one. Uh, yeah. The tuition one's great. Like this, I mean, you got to look at it as a student and, and with student loans and student loan debt being such a big problem. Mm-hmm. But then on top of that, he comes in and he says, well, we got to make the athletic department a, a part of the marketing department. We got to spend money, mm-hmm. which they've done, which has been great. Yep. Uh, and then beer at Ross aid. I mean, you, <laughs> that we were, I was talking with some uh, fraternity brothers the other night. We're like, man, you know, that, Purdue is one of the first to have beer at a college uh, arena, which is right. back in the day you wouldn't think because Purdue was kind of a follower in that regard mm-hmm. uh, with athletics and things like that. But yeah, Mitch is smart. He knows what he's doing. Uh, Absolutely. So did you, I mean, did you grow up in Indiana? No, I grew up in Maryland. Okay. Uh, so uh, around D.C., D.C. area. Um, came out here. Because we used to have a we had a neighbor we used to have a neighbor who was associate head of a, a civil engineering at Purdue, and at the time I was going to be in engineering. Mm-hmm. I was looking at colleges, and actually I grew up in a Notre Dame household, Notre Dame fans, and my dad said, "Well, you should look at Purdue." I'm like, well, you know, who's Purdue? I don't, you know, I'd never heard of them. He's like, "Well, Notre Dame plays them every year," and at the time, Notre Dame just would beat up on them every year. Um, so I was like, "Oh yeah, okay, I know who they are," and I started doing my research. And I picked a few colleges to visit. It was actually, it's like spring break of 99. It's the year I graduated. We drove to uh, Morgantown, West Virginia to check out West Virginia. Didn't like it. Um, It wasn't really a campus. It was kind of like two campuses spread out in the city. Went to Purdue and fell in love immediately. People joke about the brick buildings and it's all kind of flat and everything. I love the you're on a campus aspect of Purdue. That's what I wanted. And on a day where I think it was middle of the day and it was dark as hell because it was just so overcast and cold and nasty in March. I, I was like, dad, this is where I want to be. Our next trip was supposed to be to Clemson. Um, and for some reason I didn't, I said, no, nah, I don't need, even need to visit. This is for me. I probably would have gone to Clemson um, because of the weather and the Southern women. But um, you know, I made, I made that decision then and there. At the time, I was gung-ho about being an engineer. And, you know, if you go to Purdue, engineering is such a, such a large, um, large part of that university. And I could see the dedication there. It's like, well, you know, if I'm going to be an engineer, it's a place to be. It didn't work out at, you know, uh, school. And uh, Purdue told me to take a break, and I did. And, um, but, you know, I couldn't have been happier with my time there. And I could have come home when I failed out of school. And I was like, no, I, you know, I'm meant to be in Indiana. I'm meant to be. A Purdue grad. I'm going to get back in. This is what I'm going to do. Um, and that's one of the best decisions I've ever made. And you're definitely at Purdue for some awesome 
uh, yeah. athletic, athletic we events. Times. We had some good times. A couple of years yeah. of Drew Brees. Yeah. Uh, we beat Gonzaga in the Sweet 16. Got tear gassed. <laughs> um, we got to see kind of the fall of Bobby Knight. Yep. That was fun. Absolutely. Um, I just missed the women's championship. I think that was the year before I came. Okay. Basketball. But, yep. Yeah. Uh, those Drew Brees years, especially that Rose Bowl year, were they were fantastic. So much fun. Yes. Uh, uh, I was a little too young. I, I vaguely remember it. Um, I know Tanner, our, one of our, our co-hosts, he, he, that was one of his first games that he remembers oh, yeah. vividly was the Holy Toledo game. Um, so I, I said, I don't, I don't, unfortunately remember a whole lot of the Drew Brees era at Purdue. I remember my dad went out to the Rose bowl and I just remember thinking, Oh, my dad's at the game, but I don't really, I couldn't tell you, you know, anything about the game itself. So yeah, definitely jealous that you got to experience that. Cause when, we were in school. We uh, experienced the the end of the Hope era and the beginning of the Hazel era. So that was yeah, it's not good times. Uh, <laughs> no, that's we had uh, we had some great games in that that Breeze's senior year, the Rose Bowl year, the you know, the Ohio State game, the Michigan game, which is insane. And every year we try to rush the field, and you know they have a line of cops come out near the end of the game, and wouldn't let it happen. Uh, but those two games, it couldn't stop us, and they knew. Right. And, you know, it, you had a guy like Spider-Man, dressed as Spider-Man from Breakfast Club, on the goalpost, and they're trying to knock him down. Tim Stratton, the tight end at the time, had, he had come back for his senior year. He was going to be like a, I think, a top three-round draft pick mm-hmm. after his junior year, and he decided to stay. And unfortunately, he just didn't have the best year, uh, never panned out in the pros. But he was fan favorite. You'd show up early, and he'd play catch with the people in the student section. Mm-hmm. Um, before games, and he took his helmet off to celebrate with the fans. His helmet disappeared, <laughs> and he wasn't like he wasn't going to be able to play. You know, I think they would have found him a new helmet. Yeah. Um, but like all week, it was a big deal, and he uh, like magically, I think, like on Thursday or Friday night, his helmet shows up. Of course. Um, in the end zone next to the goalpost, someone had returned <laughs> it because it's like, you know, what what are you going to do? I think, I think uh, I can't remember what the next game. I don't know if the next game would have been the bucket game or not. Yeah, uh, but it was it was a great time. It, mm-hmm. it really was. Um, and then, you know, the game no one talks about is when Nick Saban and Michigan State came first. I think they're ranked fifth at the time, and we destroyed them. Destroyed them. It was so much fun. Um, so, you had the great games with the University Bookstore of Follett's where you win by so many touchdowns, you get like 50% off your shirts yep. on Mondays. Like you. It was a good time. And then kind of the end of the Katie era was, was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had that run in 2000, 2001. Yeah, two, 2000 to, to the elite eight. Yep. Yeah. I remember I was in my dorm at Kerry quad and could just hear a commotion after they beat Gonzaga, like in the middle, uh, in the center of the quad, like people were just out. So I went out there and all of a sudden we just take off and we just march around campus and the crowd got bigger and bigger. <laughs> Went to Purdue West, all those dorms, went there by all the fraternities, came back up out in front of Kerry Quad in the street and one of the apartments across the street there on Russell. Uh, someone brought a couch out, lit it on fire. <laughs> next thing you know, riot police are there. You're just kind of looking at them. Next thing you know, tear gas canisters are flying through the air. And I didn't get hit directly, but you just start running and then yeah. you get back to your dorm, realize your dorm uh, without air conditioning had the window open. Right. Fan <laughs> blowing in and it's just you just got the secondhand tear gas, I guess. Um, yeah. Always a fun memory. It's, it wasn't as yeah. fun at the time, but like you think about it, just how mm-hmm. crazy it was. Um, yeah, I miss college a lot. 
yeah. that kind of that kind of nonsense where you're like, yeah, it's three in the morning. What are we doing? I don't know. Walk out in the hall and see who else is awake. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So. So you lived in uh, uh, Cary yeah. Quad. You said it was that your the only dorm you lived in, or did you live in? Yeah, Southeast Quad, and then I rushed and uh, pledged and lived in Theta Tau, the engineering fraternity. Okay. Over on North Chauncey. Um, so it was. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. Um, Jimmy John's guy. I worked at Jimmy John's for two and a half years, so I was on my bike all the time. Love that. Still one of my favorite jobs. Nice. Uh, just you know, at four o'clock in the morning delivering food to the drunk people who are leaving the cactus. Uh, right. It's a lot of fun stories and yeah, you know, just good exercise too. But yeah, it's just kind of fun. Yeah. I made the well, most of my college experience. Sounds like it. What was uh, where was your favorite place to eat on campus? <sighs> well, I mean, Mad Mushroom. Mm-hmm. um they can't be topped like still um, and that was close uh so that was an easy one um but if like we're going out and drinking it was jake's yep. jake's pizza uh you know they'd always have great specials i was a guy who lived there most summers mm-hmm. so you'd get the summer beer specials like three dollar pitchers of coors light stuff like that uh but yeah jake's and mad mushroom cheese sticks were just 100 yeah all the time when Tanner and I would go out with our, with our buddies, our, uh, I was perfectly fine with starting out at Jake's being there for a few hours and then hitting up Harry's before the yeah. night was over. And that was, I was a okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love Harry's too. It's just so damn hard to get in sometimes. Yeah. yeah there's nothing like a Baltimore zoo or a Colorado root beer. <laughs> Colorado root beer was, yeah, my, just, was my drink of choice for sure. What's that? The zoo? No, uh, Colorado root beer was my, Oh, was Colorado my root beer is good. Yeah. They, green dragons are pretty good too. And like, yeah. That, that was always a great spot. Uh, you know, doesn't seem like there's too many bars anymore. Um, no, so yeah, Jake's is gone. So I know they've added some things like, but yeah, it's, it's unfortunately, I'm not sure how they can't keep a good bar scene with how many students are there. I'm not sure. They've not never sure wanted a good bar scene. They really never have. Mm-hmm. Um, the city's always kind of been against it. Like even when I was there, the boiler room, which is now brothers, for the longest time wanted a rooftop deck and they just wouldn't let them like it was always this court battle and it was always over parking spots you yeah. know but no one has cars on campus right so right. they eventually gave up the fight and sold the brothers um but yeah I, I don't know they've tried to push bars down to the levee and there's some decent spots but like stacks was fun harry's is great jake's was great uh, where else i haven't been to the nowhere else but <laughs> We can't beat dollar beer night, dollar bottle, or quarter bottles on Mondays uh, is what it used to be. Uh-huh. It's like ladies' night. That was always fun. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's disappointing because as an alum, you want to go back, you want to drink beer, and you want to watch a game or hang out and just be around college kids because it's kind of fun mm-hmm. to watch them and look at them like they don't know what they're doing. Um, but now you got to go to Lafayette to get get a lot right. of good restaurants and bars. Yeah, um, and that's unfortunate. Yeah. One last question before we jump into kind of what you're doing now, sure. what, what was uh, your favorite or best breakfast club costume or a group costume? Okay. So let's see. Um, my first breakfast club was Pete's last and that's Pete's when they were where the library is now West okay. Lafayette yeah. library. Yep. Like Pete's was one of the originals and you go in and they just, you just buy a picture of a screwdriver and put a straw mm-hmm. in it. Yep. Like, <laughs> Their last breakfast club was mine. It was Grand Prix because uh, I turned 21 in February of 80, or not 82, 2002. And I can remember just waiting in line um, 
from like 5 a.m. till 7 a.m. Just hanging out. I worked at um, Papa John's at the time. So like I got off work and brought cold pizzas and we just hung out in line, woke everyone up because I'd worked till uh, four o'clock in the morning or whenever we closed. And then I'd just come home, wake everyone in the, the fraternity up to go to breakfast up, just hang out in line. And we'd, we'd kind of clown on people walking home in their clothes from the night before. Um, there's usually a good line police where people tried to cut, everyone would oh, scream yeah. out. It was a good time. And then you get in, you chug a pitch of screwdrivers and you'd go home. Like yep. the best part of like being in line and just like, hey, we did it, we made it. We we're up till from we we're in line from five till seven a.m. And um, I don't remember. I think we had this closet of just random old like plaid jackets and stuff. So we I grabbed something out of there. But my favorite group costume. There's an SNL skit with Will Ferrell and Tim Meadows. It's supposed to be like uh, Shining Time Junction or something like that, mm. where they had words on their chests and they all spelled like they'd spell out a word. And if you spelled it out, it said fuckface. Everyone had a, had a shirt. So we had like 12 people. We had a conductor and we had a couple of extra people with blue shirts out. But we made these blue shirts with tape and everything for the letters. And it was kind of a random a random skit because it didn't get as much love as it should have. But um, so we'd walk around and we'd spell stuff out. People, people got the idea. It was a lot of fun. Awesome. Uh, just coming up with those silly ideas. I never liked the people like went and got a Halloween costume. Mm-hmm. It's like, ah, uh, you're kind of mailing it in. It's like, yeah, you get a Care Bear Snuggie uh, pajama onesie. Like that's fine. But like the people like they plan it out. They maybe build it themselves or make it themselves or find something real old. That's always fun. Uh, I always gave them a little bit more props, but especially for the creativity, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, okay, we want to like. You'll go, and I'm depending on. I'm sure there's. If they, I don't even know if they have Breakfast Club anymore, if it's the same, but like it, you kind of see a lot of people with the same thing. But if you see something that stands out or something kind of oddball, you're like, oh, that's great. Yeah. Still makes me happy. So now you are co-owner of the shop here in Indianapolis. So. Yep. If you wouldn't mind kind of walk us through you know, how did you got started with them or you know how all that got started and kind of obviously the history of the, of the shop. So yeah, I guess it would start when I was at Purdue, I dated a girl who went to Madison, Wisconsin, University of Wisconsin, mm-hmm. Madison. Madison yep. And um, I'd go up there a lot of weekends, almost every weekend. I'd, Great I'd, campus. I'd, yeah, oh my God. <laughs> I lived there one summer too. Um, but so I'd go to football games, sit in the student section. Um, she'd give me a ticket and, um, she lived across from Camp Randall in apartments. But if you've been over there, there's a lot of those three-story houses, uh, where people would have the three-story beer bongs or, um, fishing lines, dropping beers out of windows. And so we'd hang there. So it's a totally different scene. They didn't really have a tailgate scene to be house parties before where you roll up, there's a keg, give them five bucks, they give you a cup. And, um, we're sitting on the porch one day and this guy shows up with, a duffel bag of t-shirts. It was a red t-shirt and it had Bucky, but they had, they had uh, redesigned Bucky. So he's flipping the bird from <laughs> Bucky. I still have the shirt and like, he's just rolling around. And I thought to myself, like, that's a pretty good gig. Like, you know, I think there are 10 or 15 bucks. I don't think I paid for mine. I think he got distracted and we walked away, um, which yeah, whatever. Yeah. Right. Like you fast forward to, I graduated in 05. Uh, fall of 06, I get, I'm running a construction job in Monticello, you know, mm-hmm. north of Purdue, uh, right behind Indiana Beach. We're rebuilding the bridge. 
um, and they, I'm living out of town. And they put me in a, an apartment behind Target there in Lafayette, which is also across the street from Chances Are, um, if, if you're old enough to remember that. Um, and I just started dating a girl who is now my wife. And so I'm sitting there. I've got tons of friends back in my fraternity still. Uh, all the bar specials. I got a per diem. And I need something to do to occupy my time because I couldn't go out to brothers or Jake's every single night and then go to work the next day. So I took up, I decided to teach myself screen print. I was like, you know what? I remember that guy selling stuff. I'm going to do this and try to sell t-shirts at tailgates. And so I came up with the idea of instead of Purdue, a shirt said per drunk, like it just says per drunk. I'll try to sell them 10 bucks a shirt, put them in my house on the weekends and then go up to tailgates and stuff like that. And that's kind of how I got started. Uh, I just print for my fraternity, things like that. And it was just really a hobby, um, something to screw around with. I do on the weekends when I come home. And it slowly morphed into, you know, it wasn't just friends and family. It was businesses. Um, and I started doing like live events where I'd, I'd sell original shirts. And I met up these two guys, um, a company called Hayes and Taylor. And that's Joe Schneiders and Brian Kelly, uh, they're my business partners. Uh, I started printing their stuff. They printed their own stuff too. They hated it. They hated printing. I like the printing aspect. That's kind of why like, I'm hands-on. That's why I was looking at engineering and, and construction management. Um, and so I started printing their stuff. And I got busier and busier. And then in 2013, we had just 2012, just ready to have our first kid. I actually came to the city of Indianapolis to work on the Rebuild Indy project. Um, that's around the time the Super Bowl was happening. Uh, so there's a lot going on, but I was home every day now for the first time in like ever. I was home every night. I'd come home and I just have stuff to do. So I'm printing more, I'm printing more, I'm printing more. And like 2014, I decided I've got to quit my job, uh, either screen printing or I've got to quit my job at the city because it's just gotten too busy. Um, business is going too well. I started from scratch. Um, I mean, as grassroots as you can get, no mm -hmm. initial investment, nothing, no idea what I was doing. I'd make my own equipment. Uh, it was trial and error. I'm working in my garage till two, three in the morning, almost every night. So it's like, well, I got to try, I got to let this ride and see what happens. I can always go back to the city or to a construction mm -hmm. company. Those jobs are always available. Um, so I told my boss, you know, 2015, it's, I'm going out on my own. And I think like March of 2015, uh, Brian from Hayes Taylor was like, hey, do you want to like get a space to share? Like he was thinking about a retail space. And I was thinking that could work and my garage is getting too small. So maybe we'll just get this space together. And that's our Broad Ripple store. Okay. And um, we had a store, we opened a store May 15th. And did everything on our own too. There was no, we didn't have money to hire contractors. We went in and demoed it, painted, built all the racks and opened March 15th. We're only open weekends. And it was like, I think we had like 12 shirts in the store. Uh, we had, you know, he had some licensing IU and Butler uh, Purdue at the time was very stingy mm -hmm. giving out licenses. Um, that was our biggest, not complaint, the biggest request. When are you going to have Purdue stuff? Like, you know, we're trying um, they just, they weren't really receptive to handing out licenses at the time. Mm. And so we kept growing and growing. Um, after two years, it was kind of like, well, you know, we're kind of doing the same thing sometimes. 
what if we just merged our businesses together? Um, you know, that gives you the print shop. That gives me, I don't have to worry about trying to come up with designs all the time for myself. Um, you know, we just kind of join forces and do our thing because, you know, while we're open weekends, I didn't move my stuff out of my garage to like July 4th weekend in 2015. Okay. And so that weekend I moved everything in there and that following Monday I was printing while the store was open and Brian, who was working at Salesforce at the time, he liked it. He would work from home quite often. And in reality, he'd get his work done. He'd come and hang out with me in the store. And after a couple of weeks, it's like, I think I'm just going to quit my day job. And I'm like, all right, man, that's on you. You know, um, that's, that's your life. I'm not going to force you into it. It's great to have company. Uh, I was very excited, but I didn't want to like push him in that direction because yeah, I knew what the stress was like to, to kind of like leave something that was comfortable and to go off on your own and not knowing what's going to happen. Um, and so he quit his day job too. And we just kind of you know, work together every day to build the store and build the brand. Um, and it was when Mitch Daniels got hired, we thought, hey, maybe he'll give out licenses. Like maybe they'll be a little more receptive to letting other companies, smaller companies, do produce stuff. And it, that is the case. I mean, that I, I, I don't know if he's directly responsible, but I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, that's when we got our Purdue license. Uh, things really took off from there because you know, there's a lot of Purdue grads in the state, in the city, uh, and nationwide. Um, so, you know, 2017, we merge and, you know, we keep going. Um, Broad Ripple's not the same store now. It's actually moved next door. Um, our our five-year lease was up. Same, it's our, actually our, our landlord is the guy, the family that owns brothers, oddly enough, but... Uh, the space next door has really got more more um, floor space for us. And we opened one in Carmel uh, in 2017 in Clay Terrace. And now we're, you know, where we started in our garage and then started printing in the store. Now we've got uh, our offices and warehouse production space. We actually just acquired, not acquired, but started leasing the space next door because we ran out of space there. So... Uh, we're getting ready to hire someone again too. Like it's grown by leaps and bounds. Um, and a lot of it in the last 18 months, uh, which is not something I, I would have been confident in uh, in March of last year. Right. Uh, but, you know, people being home, it uh, doesn't hurt that the government is just writing checks for everyone. Um, and, you know, it also, yeah, I, I don't, you know, certain, certain markets or certain, uh, certain economies were not hurt as bad as others, you know, restaurant workers, bar workers obviously took a big hit, but, you know, people can work from home. Financially probably didn't change their life very much. So we saw our online sales skyrocket. Uh, Now that, you know, we're kind of back open. um, I think and nothing's back to normal, but our in-store retail sales have grown quite a bit as well over the last few years. So, we are one of those stories where it, the, the pandemic was really good for us. Um, I don't want to say that bragging because right, no. it wasn't good for people, but we are very, very fortunate. Um, you know, we didn't have to lay off anybody full time. We, we worked all the way through. That's awesome. uh, and, you know, we've continued to grow and it's, we've been able to put ourselves in a good position going forward. Um, and, you know, get to seat, a seat at a table with a, you know, Big companies, mm-hmm. uh, big companies that 
are a lot bigger than us. Uh, you know, we feel like we're maybe not comparable in size with the product we put out. Uh, it, we're up there with, them. and I think it's, I think us being smaller, I think we care a little more. I think we try a little harder, right. uh, especially with the local universities. Absolutely. You know, per, Purdue, Purdue doesn't get as much love as an Ohio state or a Michigan um, for them, their respective vendors. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, a Purdue shirt to me being a grad, like I want us to have the best Purdue stuff that hands down, I don't want to mail it in, but we don't right. want to do that with anything we do. Um, and I think fans see that because it's really easy to be a fan of the Yankees, right. And to find Yankees here right. or uh, Ohio state. Brian's mm-hmm. a big Ohio state fan. Um it's easy to find their stuff, but like when I was at school, the Purdue Select merch is terrible. The best stuff was at Stephen Barry's, and Purdue kicked that, took their license because they were probably outselling. Uh, it's just finding cool, comfortable clothes with marks and different vintage, uh, you know, vintage Pete's or vintage trains on it, mm-hmm. uh, Oilmaker Specials on it is it was near impossible. Uh, but now, you know, they're Purdue's great to work with because they. You know, let us do whatever we want, but they're very receptive to different ideas. And it's, I can't say that for every, every school or every uh, licensor we work with when we try to pitch them like, Hey, you know, like people from the eighties spend money, but they don't want a Purdue shirt. that looks like it's from this year. They want something from when they were in school. Right. So the Pete they had, or, you know, the colors they had, you know, I don't like Vegas gold. I'll be honest with you. And if it's not metallic, it doesn't look very great. Uh, some of the stuff, it looks like like a yellow khaki. And like, I just don't want it. But like an old gold or, you know, something like that. I love how that looks. So like to just say, this is our brand now and this is what we want to do. And this is how our merch into. It's not the best way to go about it. And, you know, thankfully, Purdue's been very, very open, you know, and forward thinking in that regard. Awesome. And this, I, I, I can speak personally, as I've been a fan of, of the shop for a few years now, and these shirts are Thank you. pretty damn comfortable. I'm wearing right now the Eric Cunner, oh, NIL, yeah, yeah. which is I mean, my next, been... kind of leading into my next question, which is obviously July 1st rolled around and NIL for student athletes in college was a big shift in college athletics as a whole, kind of a lot of, you know, not really sure what was going on. So what was the shop's approach to, I guess, wading into these kind of very interesting watch. We've seen a lot of athletes since July 1st kind of come out with these just wild. And I mean, some of them are super fun and funny, you know, sponsorships or whatever it is, but obviously being able to profit off their name, image and likeness. So what was uh, your guys's kind of approach to that or the idea behind all of that? So, I mean, we were, we're driving home June 30th mm-hmm. and, you know, the announcement was made that basically the NCAA said, ah, we don't know how to, we don't have an answer. So it's all, you know, do what you want. We're right. not going to deal with it. Like they basically said, "Oh, we wash our hands," which yeah. is typical NCAA. Oh, like, of course, they were unprepared. I think they thought you know, someone was bluffing, or you know, that they were going to get their way. And you know, it, it college football, college sports is not what it was 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. And they should have seen this coming and been able to, you know, somewhat either control it or um, run it through how they do business or, you know, fit into their model, but they didn't. So they just kind of said, Hey, you know, you guys do what you will. And I think they kind of left the, the onus on the colleges and, um, it, it was good for us. 
it was very good for us. Um, but you know, I'm driving home and Brian texts me. He's like, you see this? I'm like, yeah, it's crazy. Um, and what are we going to do? I was like, well, we, I think we need to reach out to universities, see what their thoughts are, see what their plans are. And it's like, yeah. And you know, Brian, you know, Brian's very, Brian's very aggressive uh, on things like this. So he, you know, he just put out a post says, Hey, any college athletes want to work with us? Uh, let's go. And you know, with social media, it's easy to get a hold of these guys. Oh yeah. Uh, like if you want to go, like back in the day, you probably have to go through the university, mm-hmm. and it be, um, it, it takes some time. So we just hit these guys up on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Be receptive, and you know, we'd ask them like, hey, you know, we want to work together. Uh, I'm sure you don't know what's going on any more than we do. Um, and, and that was the case. And like, we don't want to get you in trouble with the school. So, you know, and talking to like guys we talked to early on, like Sasha Stefanovic mm-hmm. and, um, you know, talked to George Karloftis. They're all kind of like, well, you know, we got a meeting next week with our compliance office and, um, you know, I'll know more. It's like, well, that's great. Let's, you know, we pretty much told them we want to do a shirt. We don't, you know, we're not looking for exclusivity. Um, well, it's, fairly simple on our end or on their end we just see what they like come up with a design if they're good with it uh we sell it and then we cut them a check every month uh for a portion of sales there's no it's straight up licensing there's no inventory risk on their end uh we ask that they help us market it to their social media following absolutely uh, but there's no like oh if they don't sell then you have to buy these back or anything like mm-hmm. that like we want to experience for them um because they I mean, they're the first generation to be able to just capitalize on um, on their likeness, which I think is great. Uh, 20 years ago, I probably wouldn't have had this opinion, but looking at it now, like, why not? Like some of right. these guys, um, you know, like Bobby Buckets, Bobby Rydell, right? Oh. He's, he's not going to make a living. He wasn't going to make a living playing basketball, but there's a moment, there's a year, like he's that guy that, Everyone wants to come in. He's the fan favorite. Yep. And yeah. why shouldn't he be able to make a little bit of money off of that, that, that likeness, which the window is so small. Right. Um, or are you guys like Chris Kramer, who's mm-hmm. having a good career? I think he's still playing yep. overseas. Yeah. He's but, signing a new contract. Yep. You know, fan favorite, uh, you know, would have sold a ton of shirts while he was oh, in yeah. college. Um, would have sold a ton to opposing fan bases that would have burned them. Oh yeah. Uh, he, but why why are they any different i know they're getting scholarships and i you know and i know they're they probably have to follow some rules and there's a, a competitive advantage maybe for some schools but i don't think it's that great that you know people are going to go to one school over the other that based on you know can they get a t-shirt deal a sponsorship with a car dealership you know they still a lot of these guys are still going to go where they can get seen and play at the next level but it's really cool to talk to these guys. Um, I mean, you could teach a course in this in licensing and, and brand management. And if you've got a, a, a young kid coming from high school who very well could play at the next level, and a college is supposed to be a place where you learn how to live your life and how to provide yourself and, and build a career. And if you're just you're good at basketball and that's that's your talent, why shouldn't the college be able to teach you how to go out and do these things off the court, court like negotiate a contract? Uh, look into a, a deal that, you know, maybe it's apparel, maybe it's, it's an endorsement deal. Like I, 
it's like a lab in engineering or chemistry where like it's real life experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, these guys couldn't do that before. And it's, it was kind of silly. And like uh, Sasha Stefanovic, he was now able to run a camp in his hometown and use his likeness to run a basketball camp for kids. Couldn't do that before, but now right, he can. Which is, uh, you know, maybe he makes some money. I don't yeah. know if he makes yeah. money off of it. Maybe he just wants to do it. Maybe he wants to get into coaching one day. Right. That's something he can do. So I think it's pretty great. Uh, we've gotten a lot of great response from it. Um, you know, it was kind of tough at first mm-hmm. to get people because um, I'm sure – I can't imagine what the phones were like of, like, D1 college athletes uh, on June 30th. Right. right? Like, just right. blowing up from different different people. Like, who do you trust? Um, you know, we're, we're pretty forthright with them and, and mm-hmm. honest. I think, you know, while we're not doing license, co-licensed Purdue and, and athlete stuff, because I, it, they get more money just going non, uh, non-licensed um, from the college angle. Because um, if they go through the university, it's a set, it's a set uh, percentage. Right. So they're getting more money from us just doing like an unbranded type shirt, like what you're wearing. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty cool to see. Uh, we've sent out some decent sized checks too. Um, yeah. you know, July was the first month and Continues to grow. So, what? Uh, so you, you guys, you guys are up to what? Fourteen athletes now that you guys have on. on I think I just checked your website before this. I, think you guys I don't started. know. I mean, we released a, an IU football player today. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of losing track. Yeah. Like, I got more on the production end. Right. Uh, we're so busy in the back printing shirts. I was back there printing with the crew today. Um, so I don't even know. Yeah, like yeah. we're we're up there. And it, it seems to be more, more and more every, every week. Uh, and I think words kind of gotten out too, mm-hmm. uh, cause we get contacted from people, random people, uh, which unfortunately we can't say yes to everyone. Right. So it's gotta make sense. Um, mm-hmm. you've got some kind of social media presence to market, mm-hmm. which is very easy. Um, you know, as an athlete, um, so it's 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 going well and we haven't even i mean school's just starting now so once once games start and then college basketball season starts it's yeah i think we're going to be very busy with college athlete shirts so moving forward what's uh as we kind of i want to wrap up i know you got family home so i want to let you go um so obviously the nil is a big thing now so is i guess in the shop in general what is your goal moving forward you guys i know i the tanner my co-host asked if you guys plan on doing any sort of like because you obviously have not just college athletes you have you know current nfl players you have you know i mean you got like a larry bird shirt you got some licenses yeah. with them do you guys plan on doing like any like uh, like a legends uh type of you know line if that's i know it's probably a little bit harder to get some of those guys to come on board but you know i mean we're i like the fact that we're not a college brand Right. Or, you know, we're, we're, we're based in Indianapolis. Most of our stuff has a, an Indiana theme to it. Yep. That's an Indiana cool, tie. Yep. That's just, I mean, that's just how we've grown. Um, some of our most popular stuff's Indy 500, IMS. Yep. Um, stuff with Indy 11, right? Indy, Indy 11, yeah. we run their merchandise. Uh, you know, we've got IU, Butler, Purdue, Indiana State licenses. Um, do some pop culture. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of like to just do what makes us happy. We're not... Yeah. We don't want to just kind of, this is what we do. Especially we found, you know, our stuff didn't sell too great when everyone was sitting at home mm-hmm. in 2020. Uh, so we'd work on a lot of like kind of vintage nostalgia. A lot of it, a lot of it local. 
Um, but, you know, we're slowly adding more. We'll probably start doing some out of state, maybe some colleges and things. But, um, you know, it, it, it'd be nice to get a few more licenses. We're going to launch a few new small schools this year. Nice. Uh, but the goal is just to keep growing. Uh, it'd be great to be more popular on campuses. Yep. Um, you know, we don't want to be your dad's favorite brand. Uh, we want college students to know who we are, too. And I'm I'm 40 now. Brian's in his late 30s. Joe's in his late 30s. Uh, so, you know, all our friends and all the people we know, um, they like our stuff, but we want the young kids coming up too. So it'd be nice. We're trying to get a presence on campuses. Um, the goal is just to make great shirts that people want to buy. Um, you know, if it's college, if it's pro, if it's a former athlete, yeah, it is kind of tough to get it. We try to get all the guys, retired athletes, um, and it's tough to do. Uh, we, I mean, we get taken seriously, but there's still, you know, NFLPA stuff like that, where like you've just got to hound them and hound them and hound them, um, and, and until they finally just say, "All right, we'll give you a shot." Um, and it's it's a lot of email, a lot of phone calling, being on hold, um, and honestly, a lot of our our stuff happened by chance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not I mean, not necessarily by chance, but. You know, we're, we're poised to take on any opportunity. You know, if there's an opportunity, we're going to seize it. Uh, we pivot pretty well. It's like this NIL stuff. We're like, hey, let's get it out. Let's get it to market. Uh, let's establish a name for ourselves. We've looked at other brands in other states. They haven't done a ton. I don't know if they plan to, if they want to, but I think it's a fun thing to do. It's cool to work with these kids. Because um, they're, I mean, they are just kids, like, had a zoom call with George Karloftis. I, unfortunately that deal didn't work out, but like just talking to him, it's like, yeah, I watch you on Saturdays and I cheer for you. And they're like, you're like this giant. Cause you've got this, you know, you've got a suit of armor on you wearing a Purdue uniform. You're ripping off quarterback's heads. But like, you're just a kid. You're like 21, 22 years old, figuring out your life. They're all like really down to earth. Uh, it's refreshing to see. Um, and yeah, it's kind of neat. It's, uh, it, it really is. Um, we haven't run into anyone weird yet, thankfully. Um, we've got a, we've got a few parents who have contacted us yeah. and reached out to the little league parents. Uh, oh, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, uh, I don't handle too much of that. <laughs> I stay off social media. It's not social media is not made for my sense of humor in this day and age. <laughs> well, the uh, your guys' social media is awesome. It's a different. Encourage everybody to give them a follow. I love the videos yeah, you guys post. Yeah. You guys we, we, we post a lot. Um, Jordan handles most of that. She's great. Yeah, she is um, doing a lot of the the not I get called TikTok, old, yeah. I call yeah. Vine, <laughs> uh, TikTok, you know, yeah. reels and stuff like that because that's what that's what the kids are into, right? Absolutely, um, it's interesting. It's it's kind of captivating. Yeah, uh, she does a great job with that. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think. Me- yeah, we don't have our goal is just to do more, just yeah. get bigger, keep growing, um, find new find new. Um, markets to tap into and um you know like this like we're not we're not a purdue brand i've been told right. many many times so we have to give fair shake to all other universities um even the ones that can't beat us in basketball anymore right but, I mean, um you know <clears throat> like i said if it's up to me and you know i want to make sure we have great purdue stuff i don't yeah. want to see i still love to go to game go to you know, I go to my, I coach my kids soccer games on Saturdays and I count how many of our shirts we see. Like, it's still fun. It's like, ah, oh, there's one, there's one. I watch the races or I watch games on TV, pick them out in the crowd. Like it's, 
still like a little kid. Right. Many, many thousands of shirts that we've sold. Um, it's still fun. Um, I love going to work every day. We got a great crew. Um, it's fun. It's fulfilling. Like I never thought I'd be in this position or doing this. Uh, I thought I'd be building like million dollar homes right now. That's what I was thinking of in college. And I just kind of fell into this. Like it's, it's great. It's great. Terrifying. um, But it's great. Yeah. And for those who don't know, you guys also do not just clothing, you guys do drinkware. And I've got a couple awesome glasses that hold a nice, nice 12 ounce beer. Yeah, we, drink, uh, drink on the we outsourced the drinkware, but we just bought a laser engraver for like Yeti tumbler type style thing. Oh, nice. Uh, they make these great, uh, we're getting ready. Our, our, a lot of our college stuff, college football stuff launches next week. Okay. Uh, Purdue is Wednesday. So what's that? The 31st, I believe. Um, uh, first, September 1st, I think. Oh, September 1st. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Okay. So yeah. September 1st, Purdue stuff comes out. Um, so it's all college football stuff next week. And we'll, even more college stuff coming out, but yeah, the, uh, insulated, uh, koozies or not koozies, beer can mm-hmm. holders. Fantastic. Um, great for tailgating. Yep. So I know like I the bought laser my, engravers made that easy. Yeah. And no, I bought my dad a, uh, a Purdue tumbler for Christmas and he's a, he's a big fan. He had it on the, has takes it on the lake. The yeah. He's, he's no, they're fan. great. Uh, that, and they're like, we do hats. Yep. Uh, hats are fun. Magnets. Um, Magnets, stickers. We bought a sticker machine because we couldn't. We just kept buying stickers from mm-hmm. like Sticker Mule, and it's like, well, let's buy our own. That thing runs nonstop. Mm-hmm. People love stickers. Yep, we give you so much. Like old designs, we don't put on shirts anymore. We'll throw them on stickers. Right. We put on laptops. Put them on their tumblers. Yeah. Uh, so it's yeah, it's it's cool. Um, we try to do as much as possible in house. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, so we can control the production, mm-hmm. control the schedule. Two, it's it's cheaper, and you know we just it's kind of more fun that way. Mm-hmm. I like the process. That's that's me. That's the boilermaker in me. Absolutely, like the process of it. But are you able to get back to to campus for game? Obviously not last year, but how, are you? Able no, to get back? we're going to this year. Now my kid, I got four boys, ages yep. three to nine. Okay. So there was a time where we'd always have a baby, so we'd go up and tailgate, mm-hmm. home or like go out and walk around campus, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, this year the goal is to go to some game, more games, tailgate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I miss it. It's a lot of fun. You know, I, I, I'm still in touch with a lot of my fraternity brothers nice. you know, from college. So we're together in tailgate, and um, there's a lot of us down in the Indy area. So definitely got to make it up to some games this year mm-hmm. uh, with a full house, and a mm-hmm. new video board. I saw it the other day. Is, I don't know how I feel about it, but <laughs> pretty wild. So I, I keep forgetting about that. And- I said, it, I know. It's weird to not see the brick and yellow and white Ross yeah, HD yeah. kind of sitting there, but the, the video board itself is pretty amazing. Yeah. Just that whole stadium, what they've done with, with the lights. Yep. Uh, yeah. So that's that's Mitch Daniels and Babinski. Yeah. No more but, 12 o'clock games. Exactly. That's, yeah. Hated that's the it. 12 o'clock September games. You only got three hours to tailgate. It was it's hot. Oh, uh, it's too hot. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. Um, yeah, as we kind of kind of round third head home here, so and we appreciate your time. So, no problem. Um, what are your uh, your thoughts going into the twenty twenty one Boilermaker football season? Well, I mean, who's our quarterback? Do we know yet? Not yet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, who's our? We have like seventeen defensive coordinators. It seems like. Um, I mean, I, 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 I we'll know. I think probably before the first week. I mean, who knows? It's kind of one of those like kind of 
under center watch on, yeah, on game day. I, mean, I, I personally, uh, I'm a Jack. I like, I like both Plummer and O'Connell. I personally think Plummer should be the guy, just my opinion, just because I know, you know, I like O'Connell a lot. He's got a great arm. I think he's got a better arm than Plummer, but where Plummer is a little bit better with his feet so he can move yeah. and our offensive line is not the best or in very thin. So I think, I feel like right now our offense is geared to, you have to be a little bit more mobile. So that's kind of why I'm, I'm leaning towards the plumber route, but I, I mean, I'm happy with either guy. I and mean, I think the fact that O'Connell beat him out last year might say something, but it, I mean, just from reading notes from, from camp, it sounds like plumber. I mean, they all kind of split, but it sounds like plumber might've had the upper edge a little upper hand a little bit, but I guess yeah. we'll, we'll see. I mean, I, I don't know what to think going into this season. I know it's our <laughs> last year with David Bell. Um, yep. yeah. he's going to go pro. Yep. Uh, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see. We, we just had so many problems, so much, so much bad luck with injuries. Mm-hmm. You know, everything seemed great. What, four years ago with Brunt, was it three, four years? I can't remember. Three, yeah. 2018 was the like, when we beat Ohio State. And, yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's tough. You're like, all right, all right, what's the excuse now? What's, you know, okay, what happened now? It's not that I think something bad's going to happen, but it's like, I mean, it's kind of like shit or get up hot. We got to figure something out because mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're investing a lot of money in facilities. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, we've had recruiting cycles, but we got to do something. I mean, we got to make a whole game. It, uh, it's great to win the bucket, but that's not good enough. I, I think right. the standard is you've got to go to a bowl game, you got to win. Mm-hmm. Um, can we do it? I don't know. I, yeah. I do not know. Um, it, it certainly, you know, I, I guess Jeff Rom's on a hot seat. I don't think a bad year he, he'd lose his job. But no. yeah, I mean, what are we doing? Like we've got we've got talent at different positions. We've mm-hmm. had time to recruit. Uh, you know, the defensive coordinator. Who knows? Um, I hope this guy gets it right. Yep. Because we can't. We can't. <laughs> We can't have another Diaco fiasco, um, which was unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, I do not know what to expect going into the season. I'm excited for the season. I'm excited for the Notre Dame game to be back. Mm-hmm. Uh, starting off at night is going to be great. Um, yeah, we uh, as a the three of us, uh, Tanner and Andrew and I, we kind we've kind of come to the conclusion which we'll, we'll talk about on a on a later pod, but. We think the Oregon State first game is probably the biggest game of the Brom era because you he's got to start out. You got to start strong. Yeah, you I mean, know? We're, we're favored. They're a pretty similar team. We're favored right now by a touchdown, like seven and a half. Um, but you know, you know, take that right. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know anything about Oregon State. Yeah, but I, like I have no idea. Um, defensive coordinator is Tim Tibisar, who was a former Purdue uh, coordinator. So hopefully, we can put up about sixty on them. But okay, yeah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> It, it's a lot like being a Colts fan the last few, few years. Pagano air. It's like, oh, here we go again. It's yeah. like, I, I, I mean, what are we doing? Right. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, my fingers are crossed. It, it'd be great because I mean, that stadium is a lot of fun when it's packed mm-hmm. and rocking. Uh, West Lafayette's a lot more fun on Saturdays when people mm-hmm. are out tailgating. Everyone's wearing their colors. Um, you know, it's – they got to do something. <laughs> they got to do something. Right. They got to get to a bowl game. Yeah. Like the opportunity to win the West, it's there. It's kind of been there. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, I'd love to, I'd love to rip off um, PJ Flex tie, 
shove him in a boat, row his ass down the river. I'm getting sick of some of these other people, but like, we're kind of like a doormat or a punching bag right now. And it's, it sucks to see, um, kind of where we were. And then we like, you know, expectations were all time high, uh, Mm -hmm. after that, that Ohio state game, even that year, uh, we looked so good. Uh, it looked like the future was very bright. I just haven't been able to put it together. So hopefully a few people step up, um, we can stay healthy and, you know, make, make game days fun again. Absolutely. And then, yeah, I say basketball still a few months away, but that's, that's going to be basketball. We're getting a lot of hype, a lot of hype. Um, Ask me like how much time Caleb first going to get, uh, you know, Jay Nivey, he's probably gone too after this year. I mean, uh, sky's kind of the limit for them there. Right. So, you know, looking forward to that. Uh, we got a lot of experience and um, a lot of talent. So Mackie will be rocking for sure. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, And, you know, it's going to be, I don't know, do we get IU twice this year? Oh, we should. Yeah, it's one of the protected rivalries that they haven't okay. announced. They haven't announced the Big Ten schedule yet. Um, or really, yeah, they, yeah, they announced the schedule yet. It's probably, hopefully, coming soon. I know it's still a ways away, but yeah, we'll we'll get. We should get them twice. Yeah, that um, season. Yeah, that should be that should be a lot of fun. Another great another great uh, season. Um, yeah, it'd be nice to get back to Elite Eight again mm-hmm. and uh, beyond. Yeah, yeah. Have a good, you know, a full game, not that yeah. last five seconds. But I, I'm, I'm excited, um, yeah. and hopefully fans are too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what it's going to be like. Are they requiring vaccinations? And, and all I haven't that. seen anything. No, I mean, I know the university's not, so I, I don't think they're doing anything like that with the stadium um, that I've seen. Um, yes, I'm sure if they were going to, they would obviously check out yeah. the Purdue social on that, but. As of right now, you have full capacity. Uh, cool. I don't believe, and I don't believe any requirements in terms of facial covering. So definitely, you know, September, what, September fourth at what is the time? Uh, it's September fourth at seven o'clock game against Oregon State. It's going to be hopefully a packed house. It's going to be rocking. It's a first time in Ross Aid uh, for me and probably a lot of other Purdue fans since the Bucket game yeah. in twenty nineteen I mean, when it was terrible weather and it's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. So you figure all these incoming freshmen who kind of had their senior year in high school taken away. Right. Uh, you know, they're just itching for that college experience. Cause that mm-hmm. is a huge part of it. So going to class and being up at mm-hmm. two in the morning and uh, kids still play Dave Matthews band on guitars in their, in their dorm rooms nonstop. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, I was, I can remember just that first Notre Dame Purdue game, my freshman year. When Breeze turned into a helicopter on a goal line, I think I think my dad can't confirm, but I'm pretty sure that was my first Purdue football game. Yeah, that that was just that morning. Like this is my first football game as a college yeah. student. You know, it it was just that fit, like that feeling. Oh, we're gonna mm-hmm. go, we're gonna get up, we're gonna get our stuff on, we're gonna tailgate. You know, go with like I'm sitting with this group of people. We're gonna we're gonna be loud. We're gonna wear this. Like it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. The anticipation now for you know the, what the freshman last year didn't get it right yeah so right, yeah I mean they're they're sitting here like they don't know either so you're gonna have all these people who are just so hungry and I'm sure mm-hmm. there's a lot of people missed out on their senior year coming mm-hmm. back so it should be crowded it should be a lot of fun um, you know it, yeah. 
I'm anxiously awaiting. Yeah, eight o'clock or seven o'clock on September fourth, just to yeah. see what happens. The keys shaking, kickoff. Um, you know, the big drum. Uh, you know, just all the sights and sounds. The marching band coming out. Yeah, that's it, that's what I miss a lot is just hearing the band. That you know, atmosphere. Are they are they still doing the I am an American? Oh yeah, uh, poem at oh, yeah. the beginning, or yep. is that offensive now? I don't. Know. <laughs> uh, uh, from, from my understanding, if I remember correctly, twenty nineteen they still did it. So okay. You know, it's, I like what they've done. Um, student section is a lot better than it was my, my, my freshman and sophomore year. Uh, there's a lot of people dressed in green discount den Purdue shirts or breakfast club costumes. And they're like, right. slowly, you know, the Curtis Painter years, they got more unified and everyone's yep. all wearing black. And it, it looked like the student section you'd see in Madison. Yep. Uh, you know, the one, two, three, four, first down chance. Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I like shout. I know it's kind of like still Wisconsin thing, but you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's still fun. It galvanizes the, the students. You bring back a, a boiler Legend, alum. Yep. That's really cool. Um, so they've done a really good job to make it fun, uh, make it a good experience. You know, so it's it's. I'm I'm excited now because I can go share it with my kids. I think. Yeah. I think uh, my oldest has been to a game. Maybe my oldest two have been to a game, but they were too young to really get mm-hmm. it. So now, like, we can go and tailgate and have a lot of fun and throw the football, march to the stadium, um, pay too much for peanuts and popcorn and, hot dogs <laughs> and stuff like that. And, oh, yeah. You know, have a good time. Absolutely. Well, Alex, we really appreciate you hopping on hey, with us for, for the uh, for this little interview here. And um, I just want to let listeners know that, actually, like I said, because of the shop being a sponsor, they've actually been generous enough to give our listeners a promo code. Uh, so if, if our listeners go to the shopindie.com and enter code breakdown, you get 25% off, not 10, not 15, not 20. Like these other companies, they're being generous and giving you guys 25% off for anything that you order online. Again, that's code breakdown at the shopindie.com. Um, yeah, Alex, thank you so much. Like I said, I've, hey, thank I've, been, you. I've been a fan of, of the store for a long time. So the, the, when this opportunity presented itself, I was, I jumped mm-hmm. on it just as a fan of your clothing and, you guys make some damn good shirts and, and items. I mean, we're and, fans and we make shirts for fans. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what it is. Like, you know, the passion and, and the, the, the tradition that comes, mm-hmm. that comes with being a fan of anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's what we try to harness, you know, capture and put in a shirt. I know it's, it's hard sometimes, right. but you know, that, that we're trying to trigger nostalgia, trigger memories mm-hmm. when, when you see one of the designs and like, you know, going to do more uh try to ex- kind of expand our stuff now that as, as we're getting bigger it's easier mm-hmm. to sell different ideas um uh, so yeah expect to see a lot of new fun stuff um you know september 1st produce stuff uh we'll launch online it'll be in stores before the weekend mm-hmm. so if you need something uh before the game come on out to one of our stores friday um or you can use your promo code but yeah we're, we're excited we're excited for sports to be back absolutely Thanks again, Alex, and uh, hey, thank hope, to see, you. hope to see you at a game and boiler up. Yeah, maybe next time I'll talk about the time I streaked Elliott Hall of Music. Oh, that's a story we got here for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe next time, man. We'll see, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. This is fun. Yeah, thank you. Have a good one.